Turns out there is a chance that trying to violently overthrow our democracy might be illegal. To paraphrase an idiot and his bloodthirsty mob, lock him up. I'm back, bitches! What if you knew Fox News was just lying to you? He was voted Variety Entertainer of the Year in the Excellence in the Arts Awards and is one of the highest arbitrage now Nielsen-rated talk radio hosts in Las Vegas. He is also a refreshing voice of logic and reason. Live from the entertainment capital of the world, Doug Basham. Raise a little hell, raise a little hell. I know words, I have the best words. I love the poorly educated. Right under the toilet. And good morning, my fellow wokes and Republican jokes. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Doug Basham, and welcome to the Doug Basham Show right here on KSHP and major social media sites, and to a genuine demonstration of excellence in broadcasting. The website is DougBasham.com, last name spelled B as in Baby Cheeto Jesus, A-S-H-A-M as in Mango Mussolini, DougBasham.com, my email, Doug at DougBasham.com. My social media sites are Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and TikTok. Easiest way to find and watch this show on those sites, go to my website again, DougBasham.com. You'll find the links that will take you directly to all of them. And yes, we broadcast on those sites as well as here on the radio. Easiest access to the show's archives, again, on my website. Just click on the Twitch link and voila! The shows are right there on my Twitch homepage. Or you can click on the YouTube link. When you get to my YouTube page, just click on the live link. 221-7283 is our call-in number here at the station, folks. If you want to talk on the radio later, as in our second half hour, that's 702-221-SAVE, as in Save Our Democracy. Our ultimate goal in each and every show we do, lock him up. And you know, as much as I hate to begin the week on a harsh note, alas, I must. Fonnie Willis, the district attorney in Fulton County, Georgia, is waiting in the wings to become the next law enforcement contestant to come on down and play the hottest new game that's sweeping America and taking it by storm, pin the indictment tale on the jackass traitor over his attempts to overturn the 2020 election and rob the American people of their most sacred right to vote and to have their votes be counted. Being fully aware of this reality, the aforementioned trader has started to repeat one of his idiotic lies concerning the phone call he made to Georgia's Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger. Remember that? I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state. I only need 11,000 votes. Fellas, I need 11,000 votes. Give me a break. There's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, uh, that you've recalculated. Well, Mr. President, the challenge that you have is the data you have is wrong. Boom! The data you have is wrong. 
And then there was Trump's comment that many viewed as a not-so-veiled threat to both Mr. Raffensperger and Ryan Germany. That's a criminal, that's a criminal offense. That's a big risk to you and to Ryan. Your lawyer, that's a big risk. Yes, Raffensperger and Germany could be in legal trouble if they didn't break the law and overturn an election at the request of the Orange Blob Father. As many of you know, Trump spoke at a veterans event in New Hampshire last Tuesday, whereupon he did his very best, very best impression of former fitness guru Richard Simmons. I'm telling you, he was covered in so much sweat, you would have thought that Ivanka's psychologist had just turned his or her notes over to law enforcement. Which reminds me, you know what you call the sweat produced when two rednecks have sex? Relative humidity. So, in the course of this sweaty speech, being fully aware of the looming Georgia indictment, Trump brilliantly decided to attack Fonnie Willis. But is this going to be the future of elections in America where a sitting president tells his, tells his attorney general to indict the opponent, to try and knock the opponent down? This is what's happening. And then you ask the simple question. So this has been going on for a long time, the same stuff. Why didn't they do it two and a half years ago? You know why? They waited till the election. They waited. And I probably have another one. They say there's a young woman, uh, a young racist in Atlanta. Say racist. And they say, I guess, they say that she was after a certain gang and she ended up having an affair with the head of the gang or a gang member. And this is a person that wants to indict me. She's got a lot of problems, but she wants to indict me to try and run for some other office. What a filthy, disgusting pig. Seriously, this guy doesn't have a decent bone in his bloated, repulsive body. First, Fonnie Willis is a racist, laughable on its face, you know, like Trump. Second, no evidence of Trump's gang member slash leader accusation. Here's what started that rumor. Apparently, there's this rapper by the name of YSL Mondo, who co-founded the Young Stoner Life, that's where the YSL comes from, the Young Stoner Life music label, with someone else whose moniker was Young Thug. Really? That's where we're at today? Young Stoner Mondo and Young Thug? Maybe I need a different handle to keep with the times. Perhaps I should change the introduction to my show and call myself Dougie Thug. Or... Thug Basham? The loner stoner with the uncontrollable boner. I'm just spitballing here, folks. Work with me. And okay, spitballing may have been a bad choice of words, too. I'll cop to that. Nonetheless, back in 2013, Fonnie Willis represented Mondo during a 2019 aggravated assault case and later went to prosecute Young Thug and 13 other defendants in a RICO case alleging that the music group had affiliations with gang violence in the Atlanta area. Back in January, Rolling Stone interviewed this young stoner Mondo. This is what he said, quote, I had anti-to-nephew, mother-to-son type of talks with her, end quote. And speaking of rappers, did you know that QOP presidential primary candidate Vivek Ramaswamy did some rapping back in his college days? True story. And he was recently asked about this chapter in his life in two separate interviews. He admitted that it was true and even offered two examples. Yo, Vivek. It's Vivek like cake. I'm not fake and I swim in a lake of truth. That's me, Vivek. Yeah. My name's Vivek. It rhymes with cake. It ain't about thee. It isn't about me. It is about thee. The United States is about liberty. So join us on the trail. We'll have some fun. I'll see you out the trail. And you know, if Vivek like cake weren't such a Trump kiss ass and he wasn't fake and wasn't a certified conspiracy theorist and typical QOP liar, I might actually be able to kind of like this guy a bit, somewhat. But, you know, I'm thinking, perhaps I shouldn't just change my name. Maybe I should emulate Vivek in this area, too. Yo, 
My name is Doug, a real gangster thug, the kind of lug you just don't want to bug. Don't give me no hug, don't give me no tug, because between you and me, I just don't give a fug. Look at my mug, I ain't no pug, ain't no bug in a rug, I'm Doug the Thug. Yo! I'll keep that in mind if I ever decide to run for office. So take that, yo, Vivek. And yes, you are fake. For God's sake, what the hell should we make of you? We're awake, and we know you're on the take. Yo, Vivek. But back to Trump's Fannie Willis lies. She's going after Trump because she wants to run for some other office. First, what politician other than president doesn't? Second, there's no evidence that's true. Yo, Bonnie happy where she be, fighting for liberty. Trump don't have no hope, cause this woman is dope. And cause Trump have no class, finally gonna stick it up his ass. And pain she gonna make, using just a rusty rake. Finally Willis has a plan, Trump take it like a man. Finally Willis is a joy, take your punishment, boy. You know, it's becoming increasingly apparent, I may just have missed my true calling. <clears throat> and fourth and finally, this guy, this guy, Donald friggin' Trump, is going to criticize someone else for having an affair? I guarantee you one thing. If Bonnie Willis did have an affair with someone, she most likely didn't have to pay them 150 grand. Nor did she marry that person she was having an affair with, which Trump did twice. Donald Trump be a pigly, and that he does bigly. He always want mo, cause he a disgusting hoe. He America foe, and for that he must go to prison on the down low, where his butt will feel woe. Yo! The MAGA, ac the MAGA acronym is starting to take on a new meaning for Trump. My ass gonna ache. And then, of course, Trump dug up, dusted off, and repeated one of his past Georgia lies. And this is a person that wants to indict me. She's got a lot of problems, but she wants to indict me to try and run for some other office. Uh, what's going on in this country is, uh, and by the way, wants to indict me for a perfect phone call. This was even better than my perfect call with Ukraine. Remember that call? That was a perfect call. This one's better. This one is more perfect. I challenged the election in Georgia, which I have every right to do, which I was right about, frankly. And they want to indict me because I challenge the election. Answer me this. Have you ever heard of any other United States president who used the phrase, I have the absolute right to more than Trump? No, you haven't. And just for kicks and giggles, you know Trump's first piece of evidence he won the election in Georgia? This is how he began his call with Brad Raffensperger. Okay, thank you very much. Hello, Brad and Ryan and everybody. We appreciate the time and the call. Um, so we've spent a lot of time on this. And uh, if we could just go over some of the numbers, I think it's pretty clear that we won. We won very substantially, uh, Georgia. Uh, you even see it by rally size, frankly. We'd be getting 25,000, 30,000 people a rally. And uh, the competition would get less than 100 people, and it never made sense. Seriously, he won the election because the crowds at his Klandemic rallies were larger? Number one, Democrats smartly stayed away from big crowds during COVID and chose not to attend any Klandemic rallies, unlike Trump's brain-dead base. Number two, Democrats aren't a cult. We didn't need to attend rallies to know we had to get rid of Trump. It was a simple case of, of math we could do at home. Trump plus defeat equals democracy saved. Simple math. But back to his perfect phone call lie and attack on Fonnie Willis. You know what he's doing here, right? He's repeating the lies his massive, conservative, corporate-controlled, right-wing, propaganda-hate-media-industrial complex has devised in order to defend his indefensible lies and make excuses for his inexcusable actions. Trump is doing the same thing to Fonnie Willis he's done with so many others, like Ruby Freeman, and she's coming up in a minute. Trump is repeating right-wing internet conspiracy theories as if they're factual. And this is the danger of having such a weak-minded, pathetic excuse for a human being who's willing to buy into conspiracy theories or at least use them to his advantage 
in charge of anything, let alone an entire country. But always remember, Donald Trump is no better and no different than the dullards in his brain-dead base. Before he ran to destroy this country, he was just like them. Another patron of the right-wing propaganda-hate media. He was one of the chief spreaders of the Obama birth certificate conspiracy. By becoming president, well, that just presented him with the opportunity to use the largest bully pulpit and megaphone in the world to help spread those theories. And having less than zero shame and honor, he did. And by the way, getting back to the size of his COVID clandemic rally crowds, neither Herman Cain nor Lynette Hardaway, A.K. Diamond, could be reached for comment. Diamond and Silk spread so much COVID disinformation, even Fox Noise got rid of them. Newsmax happily picked them up, of course. Rochelle Richardson, a.k.a. Silk, denied her sister died of COVID, of course, and first said that Diamond was likely murdered. Oh, yeah, that's, um, that's more likely. Then she said her sister died from the vaccine. Actually, she said vaccine shedding. Then she said Diamond died because of a bioweapon being spread into the air. Not sure how this bioweapon just targeted her sister and no one else. Also not sure who A, developed this bioweapon, and B, made it so effective it could target one individual person. Probably Dr. Anthony Fauci, you know? But I think you know which cause of death my money's on. So here's the reality. I am willing to bet the farm that Trump's diehard mega cult base hasn't heard a fraction of what Trump keeps lying and saying was this perfect phone call, if they've heard any of it at all. It was a little over an hour long. But, as usual, they are content to listen to the right-wing propaganda hate media's take on it, and the media knows that which allows them and gives them the opportunity to lie about it. And lie they do. And as a result, the rubes, dupes, and suckers, and dumbasses in Trump's base think he made a perfect phone call. He didn't. There was so much more to that call that no person with an IQ above that of a kitchen fork could call perfect. One thing I told you last week I wanted to address is this notion and lie by Trump that with all the crimes and atrocities he's committed, that he is somehow the victim. I mean, that's not just a lie. That's not just offensive. That is heinous and it is evil when there are actual legitimate victims of Trump's traitorous lies. Firstly, millions upon millions of American citizens. Trump tried to revoke their votes, depriving them of their most sacred right under the Constitution. And then there were the members of Congress who were targets of Trump, Trump's inspired attack on our Capitol and attempted insurrection on January 6th. Then it was the Capitol Police, the Metropolitan Police, and other law enforcement officers who suffered the most direct and severe physical harm at the hands of Trump's American Taliban, who injured over 140 of them, some very seriously. Many of these patriotic Americans have left their jobs as well. Four of them committed suicide. Do you think Donald Trump cares about any one of those law enforcement officers? Of course he doesn't. And in fact, he has made pledges that he plans on pardoning the insurrectionists who attacked law enforcement. Pro-law enforcement, my cute, squeezable, white, privileged ass. You want to see it? Well, maybe some other time. I'm working here. Then there are the countless election officials who were subjected to harassment campaigns and death threats before and after Election Day, which brings us to two particular Georgia poll workers, Ruby Freeman and her daughter, Shay Moss, who, whom Trump called out by name and publicly and accused them of being professional vote scammers. They weren't. And I sincerely hope they make out well in their defamation lawsuits. Freeman and Moss understandably and rightfully sued the far right-wing conspiracy website, The Gateway Pundit. They did so back in December of 2021. I wasn't able to find an update 
on where that case is presently. But they've already settled out of court with the right-wing propaganda hate media OANN, whom they also sued, which forced the inherently dishonest right-wing propaganda network to run this retraction on its network. Uh, we now provide you with this updated report from Georgia officials. Take a listen. Georgia officials have concluded that there was no widespread voter fraud by election workers who counted ballots at the State Farm Arena in November 2020. The results of this investigation indicate that Ruby Freeman and Wandria Shea Moss did not engage in ballot fraud or criminal misconduct while working at State Farm Arena on election night. A legal matter with this network and the two election workers has been resolved to the mutual satisfaction of the parties through a fair and reasonable settlement. Wow, what a euphemistic way of saying we lied and settled this case out of court because we knew we'd lose even bigger in court. But here's something I don't understand. With Rudy Giuliani recently admitting that he lied about Freeman and Moss, why aren't they suing him for defamation? He's already pleaded guilty, albeit not in a court of law. And why aren't they suing the orange king of defamation himself, Donald Trump? He not only attacked Ruby Freeman mercilessly on social media, he mentioned her name 18 times just in his now infamous phone call to Brad Raffensperger. And, as I just said, with less than zero evidence, repeated a conspiracy theory that was circulating among right-wing media outlets, and he called her a professional vote scammer and hustler. Here's a snippet from that traitorous phone call. We had uh, at least 18,000 that's on tape. We had them counted very painstakingly. 18,000 voters... Uh, having to do with uh, Ruby Friedman, that's uh, she's a vote scammer, a professional vote scammer and hustler. Ruby Freeman, uh, that is uh, that was the tape that's been shown all over the world that makes everybody look bad. Uh, you, me, and everybody else. Where they got uh, number one, they they said they said very clearly, and and uh, it's re been reported that they said there was a major water main break. Everybody fled the area. And then they came back, Ruby Friedman, her daughter, and a few people. And remember, her reputation is, is, is Devin. She's known all over the internet, Brett. She's known all over. It, I'm telling you, where's, where's Ruby was one of the hot items on the, Ruby, they knew her. Where's Ruby? She stuffed the ballot boxes. They were stuffed like nobody's ever seen them stuffed before. Wow. She's all over the internet. Where's Ruby? I mean, I don't suppose I need to mention that it was only blowing up on the Internet on the right-wing propaganda hate media sites. And JFC, his blatant tell when he's lying. Ruby stuffed the ballot box like nobody's ever seen them stuffed before. When does this get old, Trumpers? He even tells you when he's lying. How do you ignore that? because that's what cult members do. And then, when Ruby Freeman testified under oath before the January 6th committee, she mentioned both Rudy the Red-Nosed Panderer and the Carrot-Colored Clown, both by name. I've lost my name, and I've lost my reputation. I've lost my sense of security. All because a group of people starting with number 45 and his ally, Rudy Giuliani, decided to scapegoat me and my daughter, Shay, to push their own lies about how the presidential election was stolen. We're just going to play the tape. There is nowhere I feel safe. Nowhere. Do you know how it feels to have the president of the United States to target you. The president of the United States is supposed to represent every American. Not to target one, but he targeted me. A small business owner, a mother, a proud American citizen who stand up to help Fulton County run an election 
in the middle of the pandemic. Well, gee, when you put it that way, he truly is a certified piece of shisky, isn't he? You just heard first the then so-called president of the United States dishonestly attacking an honest, patriotic, private citizen for his own political benefit. You then heard the ramifications the person he so ruthlessly attacked had to endure. Under advice from the FBI, Freeman and her daughter were forced to move from their homes for their own safety because of the death threats they received, because of Trump's lies. And come on, Trumpers, use a modicum of intuitive common sense for once, will ya? What you just heard, did that sound like a professional vote scammer and hustler? Seriously? Even Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, unlike Trump, testified under oath to the J6 committee that what Trump said about Freeman and Moss wasn't true. And just to remind you, all the garbage Trump spews, that ain't under oath. These two women were actually subjected to a years-long investigation by the Georgia State Election Board, all to placate the wretched Trump liar. Now, of course, they were cleared of any wrongdoing, but not until a couple months ago in June of 2023. Even after they settled with OANN and OANN paid, they continued to be investigated. And the final report said, quote, All allegations made against Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss were unsubstantiated and found to have no merit. End quote. But what about Donald Trump? How is it okay for this hideous and revolting orange garden gnome to lie and slander everyday patriotic Americans and face no consequences? Although we'll see what Fonnie Willis comes up with. But do you think he gave a continental goddamn that he ruined their lives and the lives of so many others? That because of his lies and ensuing death threats, these women had to move? Of course not. They're just collateral damage in the war for Trump's self-importance, ego, and power. And that is all he has ever cared about, his own pathetic self, and damn the consequences for anyone else. And again, as a sociopathic and malignant narcissist, that's all he's capable of doing. How can you Trumpers possibly condone and endorse that? How can you listen to Ruby Freeman? How can you look at OANN settling with Ruby? How can you look at the final report from their years-long and totally unwarranted investigation and say Trump did nothing wrong and that it was a perfect phone call? What TF is wrong with you people? Seriously. Add to that, many other election officials, patriotic Americans who were doing their constitutional duty, they've quit their jobs in fear for their lives as well. Again, because of this abhorrent, odious dirtbag's lies. This kind of behavior isn't just unconscionable and and heinous. It is, or at least it should be, disqualifying. And it is for any patriotic American who truly loves this country and has the brains to realize Trump does not. And yet, and yet, many of you brain-dead Trump pumpers still want this rancid pile of garbage back in charge of an entire country? Again, shame on you. Just shame on you. And that brings us to a name that will soon be etched in our memories and in the history books for all time— Tanya Chutkin, Judge Tanya Chutkin, that is. You can testify, but you just can't win, because I'm here to tell you you guilty as sin. Here comes the judge. Now you can finger pop, you can even swing, but you go to jail for doing your thing. Here comes the judge. This judge is gonna start a war on crime and everybody day gonna get some time. Here comes the judge. Now you can carry a bucket, you can carry a grudge, but you can't carry on cause here comes the judge. Here comes the judge, here comes the judge, here comes the judge. Here comes the judge. 
Tanya Chutkin is the daughter of a doctor and a professional ballet dancer. She was born in Jamaica, where she trained to be a classical dancer herself. Judge Tanya Chutkin is presently serving as a United States District Judge for the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia, and most importantly, is the judge overseeing Trump's traitorous attempts to steal the 2020 election. And just for the record, she was nominated by Barack Obama in 2013 and was confirmed by the Senate unanimously by a vote of 95 to 0. That was in 2013. And for the past 10 years, not one person in Congress, Democrat or Republican, had one single problem with Judge Chutkin. She only became a problem after America stupidly elected a two-bit criminal to be their president and grand juries comprised of his peers, Democrats and Republicans alike, indicted him because they decided there was compelling evidence he committed crimes. And this particular case was randomly assigned to Judge Chutkin. Now she's a problem. And according to Trump's brain-dead base, who knows less than nothing about this highly respected and competent judge, she gots to go, don't you know? Yo! And this is not Judge Chutkin's first Trump rodeo. She's actually ruled on a Trump case before. She once blocked an attempt by Trump to refuse the House J6 Select Committee their request for White House files in the months after the election. That decision released mounds of evidence that shaped the committee's investigation. In her November 2021 ruling, Chutkin described the attack honestly as, quote, an unprecedented attempt to prevent the lawful transfer of power from one administration to the next that caused property damage, injuries, and death, end quote. But in that, that case only involved legal questions about court proceedings. It didn't require her to rule on Trump's role in the riot. Chutkin is also the only judge who has delivered stricter sentences against January 6th defendants than requested by federal prosecutors. In December 2021, she imposed the longest sentence at the time for a January 6th rioter, 63 months in jail for Robert Palmer. She said at his sentencing, justifying the lengthy jail time, quote, it has to be made clear that trying to violently overthrow the government, trying to stop the peaceful transition of power and assaulting law enforcement officers in that effort is going to be met with absolutely certain punishment, end quote. Judge got game. As you know, while we were on the air Friday, there was a hearing taking place inside the federal district court in Washington to discuss a protective order that had been sought by the special counsel, Jack Smith, who, by the way, for those who are actually stupid enough to believe it, he is not deranged. This order pertained to the discovery evidence in the case, a typical routine step in criminal matters. Later, Friday, later on Friday, Judge Chutkin imposed the order but agreed to a modification requested by Trump's legal team that it applied only to sensitive materials and not all evidence turned over to the defense. One of the first comments I heard on this hearing, which I couldn't agree with more, which is what makes it so brilliant, came from Katie Fang, a legal analyst for NBC News. You know, Joy, when I practiced law for more than 20 something years in the courtrooms that I was in, and, and I'll specifically focus on Miami-Dade County, there was a saying on the wall behind where the judge sat. And it said, we who labor here only seek the truth. It didn't say we who labor here only seek Donald Trump's truth. It didn't say we who labor here only seek the truth when it's convenient and it fits the narrative that I want. It is a black and white application of the black letter of the wall. That's what that's the reason why we call it that, right? As we know. Today, what I saw happen with Todd Blanche and with Chris Kyes that disgusted me is they kept on referring to their client as President Trump. He's not the president. And they do it again and again in the filings. It that is the kind of stuff 
that makes our profession as lawyers look bad. That is the disingenuous move that you make as a lawyer. That is a problem with our profession. He's not the president. He's the former president. And even then today, the magistrate judge didn't take the bait, right? She said, Mr. Trump. And so it's just one small example. And people may think it's superficial, Joy, but it's an example of how dishonest the profession can be when you're just trying to service a client. Again, I could not agree more. And you know, not that he ever did, but now he absolutely no longer deserves the honorarium of President Trump. My preferred handle for him going forward, Trader Trump. Simple, to the point, and accurate. And you know, it's short enough so that even Trump's cult MAGA base should be able to remember it. Although, you know... I'll tell you what the best part of this interview for me was when or the hearing when Judge Chutkin firmly and dismissively categorized Trump's campaign running for president as his day job. And she made the point that many defendants have day jobs and they don't let them interfere in matters of law and order. Yo, Judge C issued an order, had F all to do with the border, but to the document hoarder, it just added to his, dis- his disorder. Yo. Here's NBC legal analyst Lisa Rubin with her overall take on what transpired inside that courtroom on Friday. It was fascinating inside the courtroom, and it was a stunning debut, Chris, as you noted for Judge Tanya Chutkin, who really is an unknown player to most of us following this drama. She was alternately funny. At one point, Trump's lawyer, John Loro, said to her, Your Honor, you hit the nail on the head with that one. And she said, I think that's the last time you're going to say that. She was also (laughs) firm, and about two things in particular. She was firm that the First Amendment rights that Donald Trump has have to yield to the fair administration of justice. And she was also firm that political calculations are not going to enter her decision-making in either direction. And most importantly, I was really impressed by how clever Judge Chutkin was. And I'm going to save what Lisa said next until we come to the conclusion of Judge Chutkin's remarks. You see how I am? Now, recording devices were not allowed inside the courtroom, but I have plenty of quotes from the judge. Trump's attorneys, John Laurel and Todd Blanche, characterized the government's proposal as overbroad, an insult to the First Amendment, and a formula to fashion the court into a censor, emphasizing those concerns over the backdrop of Trump's presidential bid. Trump's lawyer tried to argue that it's just impossible for Trump to try and grow his presidential campaign without discussing the case. Chutkin told Trump lawyer John Loro, quote, What the defendant is currently doing, the fact he's running a political campaign, has to yield to the orderly administration of justice. If that means he can't say exactly what he wants to say about witnesses in this case, that's how it has to be. The defendant's desire to conduct a campaign to respond to political opponents has to yield. And that's a word she used several times, yield. She also added at one point, quote, The effects of my order on a political campaign are not before me and will not influence my decision here. This is a criminal trial. I cannot and I will not factor into my decisions the effect it's going to have on a political campaign for either side. I intend to keep politics out of this. End quote. Shuckin, however, agreed with Trump's attorneys to only issue a protective order regarding sensitive evidence, saying, quote, I don't want this order to be over-inclusive. I don't want to just issue a blanket protective uh, protective order over information that is not sensitive, end quote. Now, that could come back to Hunter and likely will. But then again, I guess what matters is what exactly she determines is sensitive and what is not. Yes? And speaking of which, the judge did, however, oh, wait a minute, I just said, no, she rejected, my notes are all screwed up here, I can't read them. The judge did, however, reject Trump's attorney's bid to allow Trump to publicize details about interviews from witnesses in cases. She deemed them sensitive. 
She asked Trump's lawyer, John Loro, during the proceedings, quote, you start releasing interview transcripts, what do you think is going to happen to those witnesses? End quote. And she's absolutely right. And we already know the answer. Death threats and gallows being constructed. Trump would start doing to them the same thing he did to Ruby Freeman and her daughter Shea Moss, and what he's doing presently to special counsel Jack Smith, along with Fonnie Willis in Georgia. He would attack these witnesses relentlessly in an attempt to discredit them by trying his case in the court of public opinion, where he's not under oath and not in the courthouse where he would be. Here's Harry Lippman, former U.S. attorney and former deputy assistant attorney general, with more on this sensitive material. Well, my best feeling, Chris, is that the government is pretty happy. The one issue that seemed to be dividing them, whether uh, the sensitive information would be part of the protective order, Team Trump actually got its way. But everything else, I think, went the government's way, starting with the issuance of a protective order, which they needed in order to move this process forward. Second, very importantly, the definition of sensitive information and how she cloaks all witnesses, anything about witnesses uh, under that definition, and relatedly, the treatment of sensitive information. Trump can be closed off. He can't take any pictures. He can't do any identifying information. And then to back up what Lisa was saying, the overall sort of tone and feel, body language, the sort of uh, messaging of the hearing, the I'm the judge, you're the criminal defendant, that aspect of it that, you know, if and when you force me to, I will use the very strong weapons at my disposal. That came through pretty firmly as well. Chutkin also narrowly delineated the potential pool of people who can view the sensitive evidence, ultimately dismissing a proposal from Trump's defense team to permit consultants and unpaid volunteers to see the materials. This guy keeps telling everybody he's a billionaire and his lawyers are looking for unpaid volunteers to look at sensitive trial information? Judge Chutkin very cryptically and accurately said, quote, I live in Washington. Anyone is a consultant. Yo, judge got game. She not lame. She won fine dame headed for fame. And if Trump won't tame, then Trump, she gonna maim. Yo. And if you are just joining us, you're listening to the Dougie Thug Show here on KSHP in Las Vegas and on all major social media sites. And I'm Thug Basham. Thank you very much. <laughs> 221-7283 is our calling number, folks. If you want to squeeze in before we run out of time, that's 702-221-SAVE. In establishing the rules, don't you say Gary's online? He's been there for like 45 minutes. That's what I call persistence. <laughs> okay, well, let, let's talk to Gary and see what he's got to say. Gary, you're first up. Thanks for calling. Oh, this is G-Dog. Um, how are you, Doug? G-Dog. I like it. I like it. G-Dog. G-Dog, he uh, no hog. He first to flog. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, not much time. Uh, five days a week, but you should be on two hours a day. All right. Um, let me see here. Uh, uh, l- let me ask you this uh, before you hang up on me and uh, get the wrong idea. Uh, <laughs> Gary, I never from, hang uh, up on you until our conversation is complete. Not only that, but when you when you were driving a bus, I, I was the customer that you kicked off the bus because I had a lousy Canadian quarter and it kept falling on the floor. And then you told me to get off the bus, and I didn't even know it was you until uh, the other day. Hey, uh, okay, so if if clinical call were to treat you for uh, Trump derangement syndrome, mo- most of the uh, people who know you would be skeptical of, of all of that. So uh, I'll bring up special counsel David Weiss another time. And, and you know I'm off the Trump train, uh, especially uh, these days, because I heard what his secret plan is, you know, to end a war with Ukraine in one day and prevent World War Three. Of course. Give, give, Putin, by, no. give Putin what he wants. Yes. Not only that, but he's going to let Russia join NATO because he's surrounded himself by some of the most brilliant, you know, strategic uh, minds uh, in the world. Uh, yep. Yep. 
Uh, we need we need some new leadership on both sides of the aisle. Uh, you, will you at least concede that? Because Joe Biden, President Biden, dear God, is, is hanging out on a beach. And if it was Trump, between me and you, as much as I'm off the Trump train, he would be in Hawaii right now. And you, and well, and I'll not only that, that, not only that, Gary, yeah. if Trump was on the beach, Greenpeace would show up and try to drag him back <laughs> into the ocean. Can I say pisser on the radio? You're a pisser. Hey, have a good one. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it, Gary. You take care. Thanks for calling. 221-7283-221. Save area code 702. Quickly on Gary's remark about me being treated for TDS. People say, oh, you have Trump derangement syndrome as if it isn't justified. The guy's been indicted three times and likely will be a fourth tomorrow. He's already up to 78 federal charges. He tried to overturn an election he lost and screw up your right to vote. And you think I'm the one who's deranged? There's nothing deranged about wanting to hold a lifelong criminal, con man, grifter, conspiracy theorist, authoritarian dictator wannabe, and now traitor to account. If you do want to use that phrase, TDS, use it appropriately for the people who have earned it. Those who are like me, who suffer from traitor derangement syndrome. 221-7283 is the number. Back to Judge Chutkin. Something else she said, quote, Mr. Trump, like every American, has a First Amendment right to free speech, but that right is not absolute. In a criminal case such as this one, the defendant's free speech is subject to the rules. Without a protective order, a party could release information that could taint the jury pool, intimidate witnesses or others involved in some aspect of the case, or otherwise interfere with the process of justice. I intend to ensure the orderly administration of justice in this case, as I would with any other case, even arguably ambiguous statements from parties or their counsel can threaten their process. So she just told Trump something that I've said on the air for years. No right is absolute, including the First Amendment. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater. You can't yell bomb in an airport and just try yelling free hookers and blow at a Republican convention. You think soccer matches are deadly. 221-7283 is the number. Let's talk to Carl. You're next. Thanks for calling. Uh, yeah, Doug. Hi. Uh, uh, your caller who said you should be uh, about the Trump derangement syndrome. Let me tell you, the only one with Trump derangement syndrome is Trump himself because he's extremely deranged well not to mention i would say the ones that are really deranged are the ones that continue to support him and call him their savior that god sent to them compared to all the evidence that shows he's anything but those are the ones that are deranged well they're uh, Don't they're, argue, Carl. I was right, and you know it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, people, Mr. Devil's uh, Advocate. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, people who follow a a uh, cult uh, who is a cultist and follow a uh, want to be king or dictator, right? Always think the way he thinks. Oh, and sure. has to think the way he thinks. Well, Carl, I've know. said this for years, that the main, there, there are a lot of reasons why people still support Trump, but one of the ones I maintain is true is the fact they still support him because they're just as bad as he is. Well, to a point, yeah, I mean, how else, how else could you support a man that you just heard a soundbite ruin two women's lives who were doing their patriotic uh, constitutional duty to facilitate an election? I mean, because the, yeah, of the death threats from his brain-dead base, they had to move. Yeah, How can you still but, support a man like that unless you're just as bad as he is? Well, but you got to understand a man like that who does something like that doesn't think he's hurting anybody. He's only helping himself. Well, I agree, the with the sec- I agree with the second part. The first part, even a moron like Trump knows that he's endangering them by slandering them. He knows. He just no, doesn't care. He doesn't, well... He doesn't really know. He doesn't care. Exactly. Well, you don't care about wish something. I'd said that. You don't really know about it. Yep. You got to understand. And uh, one thing, though, which is good that he said, 
the people of Ukraine should be very happy. He's going to end the war in less than 24 hours. So I know. should be very happy with that. They oh, should be. Oh, yeah. I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll give Ukraine to Vladimir Putin gift wrapped. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's not all. Hey, yeah, well, when you're in bed, when you're in bed with somebody, you got to sometimes do what they want, you know. So, uh, and <laughs> Vlad, stop hogging the covers. Yeah, but uh, yeah, well, he, he, you know, he's got an extreme love of dictators. He does. He well, yeah. just loves them anywhere in the world. He's a wannabe dictator, and he loves the how they. What he loves about them is that they have people. Uh, bow down to him and do everything he says, whether it's right or wrong. Absolutely. That's what he loves about it. I hear you, Carl. Okay. I appreciate the call, buddy. You take care. 221-7283 is our calling number, folks. 702-221-SAVE. How much time I got, Justin? A couple minutes? Okay, back to Judge Chutkin. Again, she's right. No right is absolute. At one point, she also said, quote, to the extent your client wants to make statements on the Internet, that that has to yield to witness security. Your client's defense is supposed to happen in this courtroom, not on the Internet. While I intend to assure Mr. Trump of all rights that any citizen would have, I also take seriously my obligations to prevent his case from devolving into a carnival atmosphere of unchecked publicity and trial by media rather than our constitutionally established system of trial by impartial jury. End quote. Wow. Judge Chutkin got game. And I know you Trumpers won't like her, but there isn't one thing you can find that she said that A, isn't the God's truth, and B, isn't predicated on law and order. She also said he is a criminal defendant. He's going to have restrictions like any other criminal defendant. I will not allow him any greater or lesser latitude than any other defendant in a criminal case. And that's it, folks. I got to run. Brian Shapiro is next. I'll tell you what. We'll do this all over again tomorrow. Hopefully with you. Until then, take care.